All right, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rob's Rhythms. I'm your host, Rob Fishbeck. Joining me today, good friend of mine, uh, does a lot of things over here to help me with my YouTube channel. And uh, we're actually going to be working on a music project here soon. Uh, good buddy of mine, Mr. Max Williams. Hey, Rob. How are you, buddy? And the crowd goes wild. Absolutely. Uh, can't complain. Not, I mean, could, but that would be the entire show. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think people want to bypass the uh, first hour that we usually get through when we first see right? each other. Right, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. um, no, I really, I legitimately have no complaints in the world. What other what other podcast isn't about COVID these days? Right, right. Yeah. and the civil unrest and yeah. Oh, that's right. There's still that going arguing on with your friends and neighbors. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got an enemy now. But here's the deal. So, though we are living in some strange times, some crazy times. Uh, summer music has always been, I am <sighs> seasonal. Maybe is the right word. Um, like I've listened to Fleetwood Mac in June and December, but push the mic back towards away. me. No, away from you. Well, Oh, I'm getting too close. A little more. Yeah. Oh, well then I should just sit like this. Yeah. Then you're fine. So anyways, where I was, what I was trying to say was, cause you're um, loud, Rob. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, like, I listen to the Beatles in the spring and the fall, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, when it comes to the summer, yeah. Uh, when you get that first nice day mm-hmm. and you have to put the AC on or put the windows down, uh, the 10, 15 songs that, that you're itching to play, you get in the car and you got an hour drive somewhere, you're probably going to be sitting in some traffic at some point or another. Mm-hmm. And you may or may not be totally awake. You're having your first cup of coffee. Oh, maybe it's uh, you know later in the afternoon and you're really fully energized at that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll throw out a few and then you can kind of figure out where I'm going from here. And what about uh, summertime road trip jams too? Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to get to that. All We've right, got good. a lot to get to in the show today. Okay, good. Um, good. So, like, right off the top of my head is obviously The Chain by Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, one of These Nights by Eagles. The Eagles, Eagles. There's actually no the. It's just Eagles. It is just Eagles. Right? Uh, Steve Martin is actually who told me about that. He was being interviewed in a documentary about uh, the Troubadour. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's just Eagles. Like, And he does this whole bit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes tons of sense now. Okay. Anyways, um, so that one of these nights, and then uh, can't hardly wait by the replacements. Really says summertime song. Oh, one hundred percent. And so I'll throw in a couple of curveballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feel like a woman by Shania Twain. Oh, that's a rocker. Excuse me. Is uh, that's a barn burner. Yeah. Thank you. That's a barn burner. That's definitely All right? a barn burner. Um, Little, little Shania Twain. And I always like to throw in, you know, at least a half a dozen Kenny Chesney songs. So, you know, Summertime, um, mm-hmm. you know, Beer in Mexico, yeah. Anything But Mine. Uh, it's just, that's my stuff. Well, I I think it totally makes sense for Summertime Jam to be what they are. Because what is the time when you think the least? It's the summer, right? Sure. Because you know you just want to go outside Soak up the sun, maybe have a few alcoholic beverages, see your friends. Oh, I'm missing two. Not, okay, you can come back to them, but okay. not worry about anything because it's summertime. And whether or not you're working or if you know, maybe you're lucky you're a teacher or somebody who gets summers off or, or you know extended breaks during the summertime, you're just like, yeah, I don't want to do anything. 
I just don't want to think. And there's plenty of music out there that, that allows you for that perfect mindset. That being said, every 4th of July, mm-hmm. I listen to the Born in the USA album mm-hmm. by uh, Bruce. The perfect irony. By, by the boss, the mm-hmm. only boss I'd ever listen to. Uh, and I reflect on where we're at as a society. Nobody tells me what to do except for Bruce Springsteen. Right. <laughs> but it's true. It's a, it, that, that record came out in 1984, and it's still like I'm still kind of reflecting as an American going, all right, well, since this record's come out, what stuff in here have we progressed or solved or whatever mm. and it's like nope with, uh, zero <laughs> you know and a lot of them there's a lot of you know love songs and nostalgia songs so sure. it's like you can't but like anyways is probably glo- is the glory, tit- is glory days on that uh, yes glory days is on that uh, album. I sure. but i mean you know the title track born in the usa you know what right. have we mm. you know solved um uh Nothing. It doesn't matter. That's that's my point. So no, it's like you listen to that song on your way to watch fireworks where a bunch of people are singing the chorus and the chorus to Pink Houses by John Mellencamp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Neil Young's rocking in the free world. And you're just going, yep, that nope, that's not why they wrote any of this. And even always uh, fortunate sons always thrown in the oh, mix, too. Oh, little credence. Mm-hmm. Fortunate uh, sons always. I have some around. credence tapes. Mm-hmm. But the two songs that I said... Uh, when I interrupted you earlier, uh, there's two songs by the Beach Boys that eventually I was wanting to get to beach music because there's a difference. Uh, there's summertime driving fun, music. Fun, fun, till the daddy no, took the t bird away. Not no, 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 no. Surfer Girl and Don't Worry Baby. Specifically, Don't Worry Baby. Don't worry, baby. It is mm-hmm. the definition of a perfect pop song. The perfect um, pop song. Absolutely. It's I don't think we've ever talked about The that. perfect pop perfect song. perfect pop song, yeah. It's it's one of the best pop songs ever written. Interesting. Definitely top ten for me. Interesting. That's for Brian me. Wilson, man. He knew what he was doing. You know, but so was like Shangri La's leader of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one or two Beatles songs, specifically which ones. Probably, like, strangely enough, I would do two sides of the coin. One being like, I want to hold your hand because the bridge, like the B section's great. It's great. It's a great. You know, non-verse, chorus, verse, chorus, like the B section that's in there. It's fantastic. Um, and summertime for the Beatles. I don't know. What do you think? The Beatles have some stuff you can listen to sometimes. Like Twist and Shout, easy enough to listen to, even though I know it's not their song, but it's easy enough to listen to if you're talking to like just that, Yeah, no, I mean, we got on this because I was talking about perfect pop songs, but if, are know. there any Beatles summer songs specifically that... Like, because the Beach Boys, it's like, that's that's their that niche. That is the Beach Boys. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Surfing USA kind of just says, right. get me the fuck out of the beach. Right. right. Uh, I don't know. If, if Yeah, if I were to go through the discography of the Beatles, I probably wouldn't be like, ooh, I want to soak up the sun and, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I saw her three years ago. Um, oh, me, I took my yeah. uh, little sister. We went and saw... Uh, Margot Price, who's got a record coming out soon, and by the time this thing airs, it might already be out. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Crow played. Yeah. Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats. I like I like them. My yeah. man Jason Isbell in the Four Hundred Unit. Fuck yeah. Jason. And Amanda Shires was there. Nice. And then Bob Dylan came out, and Willie Nelson closed the show. <laughs> uh, we got the oh, tickets that we got were seventeen dollars with nice. tax. That's a hell of a show. <laughs> yeah, it was um, wild. But yeah, I want to soak up the sun. I'll add that. I could still. Yeah. That would be on the definitive collection. If oh. there were twenty tracks, that would make the top twenty. I would say. Mm-hmm. 
So it's funny. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you. Uh, full disclosure, Rob kind of brought this one on me like right before we recorded. So I wish I had uh, a little more preparation. But at the same time, I think I just know deep down that I'm not not really a seasonal music listener. I just listen to the music that I listen to pretty much all year round. Right. But if I'm gonna listen to new stuff, usually summertime's a good time to maybe get so into something. So I like summer music far more than I like Christmas music. Oh, there is very it. little I Christmas, Christmas music. music. The Christmas music that I like is like Tom Petty's like Christmas song that he wrote in the '90s, and like the Ramones' mm. uh, Christmas song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like Springsteen doing um, "Santa Claus is Coming to Town," where he's like, "Clarence is going to get a new saxophone." Mm. Um, and like my favorite Christmas record is Randy Travis's "Old Time Christmas." Don't know that. You want to talk about a fucking barn burner? Randy Travis. Randy Travis, old time, meeting me under the mistletoe on midnight Christmas Eve. That's that's a great song, but here's my point. That and that's about it. Uh, Chuck Berry's Run Run Rudolph, Beach Boys' Little Saint Nick. That's about it. Sure, yeah, I can't. But summer music is an endless playlist on Spotify. You know what I mean? Hawaiian music is summer music. I think summer music is a lot like the summer blockbuster that the studios release for movies and stuff like that. It's like it. It's something that is usually anticipated a little bit more than a winter release. See, I would say more Christmas albums are like summer blockbusters because they're there's big stars, there's big big productions. And but high expectations, and then most of the time you forget about yeah, it. I know yeah, that's where I was it's, going. And then, no, and that's fair. So you cut me out before it, I finish the bit. Uh, I well, couldn't finish the bit. Well, welcome, to, welcome to my life when talking to Rob. Oh, Christmas. that's yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. I'm a I'm a cutter offer. I like I love Christmas. It's one of my favorite holidays, and I do get in the Christmas spirit. But Christmas music just blows. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. If I have to hear one more rendition of Blue Christmas, I'm gonna make everybody's Christmas blue. Is there any difference? Is there? Wait, there's somebody else that's cut that song other than the King. Oh, absolutely. I'd like I, to hear Tom Waits sing that last, song. I think in the last Tom five Waits. years, there's been at least ten renditions done. Yeah. I know the Lumineers did one. And I was like, nope, can't do it. Thanks, it great, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so... That was actually in a movie, too. Yeah, what's that? It was in the Bad... I think it was Bad Moms or whatever it was. I, good the buddy. Lumineers rendition of Blue Christmas. Really? Yeah. Good buddy of mine, uh, he liked the movie Jack Frost. With Michael oh, Keaton. Oh, I remember that movie. From 1998. What a creepy looking snowman. So he's over at my house, and like I'd known him for a bit, but mm-hmm. he's over. This is way, like, this is before we were like close, really close friends. Yeah. Um, he's over at my house. We're downstairs in the basement. I'm, I got records playing just in the background. We're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I put on the Fleetwood Mac self titled record, and Landslide starts playing. And he goes, Oh, man, this song's from Jack Frost. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like this is this is the world that I live in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be happy he knows it though. Sometimes you just got to be like, at least you that's know true. It. It's a win. At least you know. I it. knew somebody yeah. that could not name who like the Beatles. Yeah, could like couldn't name any like any of them. Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I I. I think just by we're not hap- going to get into like yeah. those types of stories today, but um, I think just by happenstance, everybody knows their name, but they may not know they were the Beatles. But yeah, everybody knows. I went out to lunch with somebody one time, and uh, I was talking about Mick Jagger. Mm. Like, I do a decent Mick Jagger impression. I'm not going to do it now, but I do a decent oh, one. Oh, come on, Rob! The people want. And to um, it's not it's not like a vocal. It's like him dancing and the way no, he moves his I, lips yeah, and I, stuff. I figured it'd be more of a uh, yeah. a physical a impression. Edge, yeah, yeah. 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 And she's staring at me, just blank stare. Uh-huh. And I'm like, 
try like I finished that thought and was waiting for her to say something. And she just, without skipping a beat, goes from blank stare to who, I don't, I don't know who's Mick Jagger. Like, is that a friend of yours? Is that a friend of yours? And I'm just like, all right, next. <laughs> next. I don't know what, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to say now. Is that big mouth? So we're just going to change the conversation. Just hit the next button. We're just changing the conversation. Big mouth, almost tonally deaf uh, singer. Is he a friend of yours? Yeah. All right. That's pretty right. funny. Um, well, because I had made a joke. I said, I moved like Jagger. I'm not going to get into the whole story, but I, said, I made a joke. I said, I moved like Jagger long before Adam Levine had that song. Right. And I started talking about, like, one day I just had Tattoo You on and Start Me Up played. And I'm, like, doing the thing. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, this actually isn't bad. And then I got drunk at a family party and I was, like, 16 and I started doing it. And everybody thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to add this to my repertoire with my Jimmy Stewart, my Marlon Brando. I was say, all right, I'm going to uh, add a person in the whenever, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whenever I feel like just being that guy, uh-huh. I can just turn it on. <laughs> no. I, I've, ladies and gentlemen, I've had the pleasure of seeing uh, the, uh, the Brando and, oh. the, and the Stewart and the uh, Chris oh, You Brown. want to talk about music today? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to talk, talk about music. It's a wonderful life. Please tell me the great music that was in that movie. Um, all right, so <laughs> what? Uh, I guess maybe you pay attention to music more than I do, as far as release. Red Hot goes. Chili Peppers—that's summer music all day long. Yeah, I, I listened to them for about an yeah. hour yesterday. I only bust them out in the summer. I listen to a lot of Pearl Jam in the summer. Really? Yeah. Uh, to me, Pearl Jam is like the perfect fall music. Interesting. Yeah. Snow falls usually like when it's like Ryan Adams and like Trampled by Turtles mm-hmm. and Blue definitely Mark. some low down stuff. More singer songwriter Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Some Tyler, way. Tyler Childers in the fall of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see it. For sure. Um, but then usually like. Well, okay, what was the other? Uh, Wagon Wheel. That's the summertime jam that everybody fucking uh, always plays, wait, right? the original or Darius? Well, not I the original, you, but Darius, no, Darius Old Crow. Old Crow Medicine Shows. Everybody forgot about that version. It's it's Darius Rucker or nothing these days. See, I'm just, I was around it the first couple of years it was out, and I used to play it at shows of mine. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I'm not around the people or people for much in general hmm. uh that would be listening to playing that right like i but that's the thing is i usually dj the music so i'll put like like to me so it's summer music it'll always be summer music for me i'm gonna go on this quick little uh story um lana del rey put out ultra violence in 2014 mm-hmm. and that's how i found out about her i'd heard her name a few times blah blah blah, blah. She did that song for The Great Gatsby, Young and Beautiful. Yeah, I remember that. That came out the year before. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Dan Auerbach, who I knew from uh, Black Keys, right. uh, cut this record and had a great black and white cover. Anyways, so she, uh, Katy Perry, is on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. That's summertime. Music. And on the side, yeah, we'll get to that. On the side right, uh, in big bold letters, there's the title of an article that says Lana Del Rey, blah, 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 blah. It's about her new album. And then underneath, Tom Petty, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, sold. Going to read you at the beach. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> and I found out about it. She does a Rolling Stone interview. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the song like West Coast and the whole album itself to me is a summer record. And the following summer, I was really into doing night walks. Uh, it's very like calming because you like hear the crickets and stuff, especially if you're in wooded areas like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you got your headphones in and I would just listen to the three or four, uh, three albums that Lana Del Rey had out you're at just the time. So susceptible for attack. Night walks with your headphones on. What do you mean? Somebody come rob me, please. <laughs> what do you what mean susceptible screaming. for attacks? I'm dude, I'm six foot one. Like I go to the gym, I work out a ten. Hey, everybody's everybody's the same height in the dark. <laughs> Shadows. <laughs> Ooh, I might write that down for later. There you go. But um so like that to me, that's like that's part of the way you can get into the summer club, if you know what I'm saying. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, strangely enough, like because I, I got the Beach Boys, like, 20 Greatest Hits or whatever when I was, like, six years old. Yeah, six. I still have it on CD somewhere. Uh, it was Rhino Records put it out. But it's like that I just every summer of my life I've listened to the Beach Boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I've listened to uh, Daddy Takes Her T-Bird Away. And it's actually it's a song called Fun, Fun, Fun. It is just called Fun, Fun, Fun. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I figured that. I know that's the line that leads up to it. I like that one. I'm all right with that one. I I like the Chuck Berry one they stole, uh, Surfing USA. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had to give them co-writing credits on that. Did they really? Yeah. Well, they they totally just ripped off the riff and made up their own words. It's fine. I mean, but Heroes and Villains, that's an interesting song of theirs. Mm -hmm. You think of the Bodines, Summertime, too? Or are they more of a fall? So that that was... Were you going to get into that? You jumped ahead about 20 minutes. Hey, I'm... I am playing the role of Rob Fishback today, guys. I am just, uh... How did you do that? How did you know? Did you see my notes? I'm beating you to the punch. No, I just had a feeling. Because I, I, I... Now that I've known you for so many years, I know all your musical tastes, and I'm... And as you were talking, I was trying to piece them all together, like, ooh, what would be summertime for Rob? So I yeah, got into the Bodines, like, sense. ten years ago. hmm And I put them up there with, like, all, like... They're up there with like Steve Earle and Tom Petty, and I love Bodines. I love Bodines yeah. But here's the deal: their first album, the one that T Bone Burnett produced, the, had, I had it hanging up on the wall. I just yeah, changed all my records out. But um, that record, that whole record, sounds absolutely phenomenal. And then all of their records after that, mm-hmm. except for like certain songs, which I'm not going to get into all this it's a general discussion. Right. But um. Certain songs on some of the records I like, but for the most part, they're albums I didn't care for. I got into the Bodines because of Joe Dirt Car. It's their double live album, mm-hmm. and it's all like very stripped down. Like it's it's the Bodines, mm-hmm. like the way that they should sound. They yes. deserve the sound. Yes, and that's what I listened to. I remember seeing them live because it's not specifically a greatest hits because like that Angels Out at Night song's not on there. There's songs that are not like not on that two disc live thing. Well, that was that was gonna say when I uh, saw them. It's probably been been wait. You saw Bodine's? Yeah, I think it's been it's been nearly nine years. I've never gone. I've literally had about twenty opportunities to see them for dirt cheap. Not like to make that sound like a put down or something, but like literally like they played Rib Fest couple of years ago mm-hmm. and it would I have been ten dollars to get in oh yeah i remember that but um i haven't gone because the one co-lead vocalist sammy left the band like 10 years ago and it's like half half the reason like well He's, not half the reason but a, one of the 10 best reasons of the bodines harmony. is those harmonies absolutely they're so it's like if the they're not going to be there or it's going to be a subpar 
you know, like speaking. Well, he was he was back when I saw him. I saw him seven years ago. Whatever it was, but he was back. It was, oh, really? They were at Ravinia. I forgot who opened for them. No, uh, no, no, wrong band. But they played. They did their. You know, it's probably an hour and a half, two oh hour show gosh. at Ravinia, and it was it was fucking awesome. And they played a bunch of songs that you would never have thought they would have played. And obviously, they played a lot of the hits. Uh, did they play "I'm on Fire"? They they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They have a good cover of that. They did, and Fadeaway still sounds awesome. <sighs> that's um, the dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I fir- first started playing bar gigs, yeah. that's what. I, I always played Fade Away. I remember, I remember hearing those. Yeah, yeah, they do a great job with that one. But, but he was back, and the harmonies were there. That's why it was a good show. They are criminally underrated. They're up there with like the Eagles for me, or Eagles. Seriously, is it? It's just Eagles. <laughs> it's it's Bodines and Eagles, not the Bodines and not the Eagles. <laughs> but there are the replacements, right? Not just replacements. Now, see, the replacements, I, I don't think of it as a summertime band. I know they're rock and roll. I know I'm talking about Can't Hardly Wait. I'm not talking about all but, well, That's what I mean. I'm just trying to get oh, into Bastards it. Oh, Bastards of Young. That's a great summer. That's a that's a barn burner in the summertime. I, I, for me, that's an all-year-round song. Well, I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, the like I'm talking, okay, maybe no, you misunderstand me. No, I don't. It's I summer. Don't. You hop in your car. You got an hour drive. Yeah. What are you throwing on? An hour drive. It's summertime. Now, I understand in the yeah. middle of December, you might go, I really want to hear Bastards of Young. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now it's summertime. What are you going for? Is it a new album? Like for me, I always like Jason Isbell's last, well, pretty much all of his records have come out in like late spring, early right. summer. Right. So always listening to Jason Isbell in the summertime. Well, country is the perfect and uh, Americana is the perfect and uh, Roots is, I think, yeah, the perfect uh, summertime music. This was very dry, but it depends on, uh, it's, I think it still it depends on the mood. There's I, context and stuff. I know, yeah, I know, I know summertime is what it is. For the most part, everybody's a little more carefree. It's fun. And we're here in the Midwest, so we have, what, our three months of sunshine, and that's it. So we have to use it up as, as best as we can. So right, all got, day, yeah. every day. Honestly, it's summertime. I got an hour drive. Maybe I'm throwing on Highway to Hell. Ooh, the Back in Black album. There you go. See, that I, would be, that, dude. I was, I for me, but that's a summer into fall. Like October will hit, and okay. you're just like, so a little you're like, ooh, October. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put on Highway to Hell, and well, then yeah. I just put on the Back in Black album and Hell's Bell, Shoot to Thrill. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what do you do? For Giving the man? dog a bone is ACDC's Giving greatest the song. Dog a bone. That is ACDC's greatest song, and I will argue that all day. That intro is absolutely phenomenal. Wow, that's you the, almost did a spit take. Why is that song? funny? Yes. Jesus. I mean, yes. it's ACDC. You could say every song is their well, best Well, I mean, song. but, but th- here's the... No, listen. Like, I, okay. I'm not... I want to hear this. I'm going to toss... <laughs> I'm literally going to toss off Highway to Hell, right. Back in Black, mm-hmm. You Shook Me All Night Long, mm-hmm. Thunderstruck, mm-hmm. and It's a Long Way to Top If You Want to Rock and Roll. Yeah, because real, those are the five songs that ACDC is known real for. Real quick sidebar. Have you ever done the drinking game to the Thunderstruck? No. Okay. Well, how do you... Let's play. How do you do it? Yes. All right. So you know how the song opens up with uh, Angus's riff? I know, I know riff? how the song right. opens. And then it goes into the thunder. So you have, uh, enough, you have enough people going around. You just like maybe five uh, or six people. You got enough beers so that every thunder, it switches to a new person. So you have to hold your chub. 
until the next thunder comes around. So whoever gets screwed after that last intro lead-in thunder, you're drinking for like 32 seconds, I think is what it is. Yeah. My grandfather, he said when he, when he finally played that with the, with the grandkids and some of uh, his sisters and his brother, it was like, uh, I was the one who got screwed and had to pull that in. This is a 74-year-old man chugging for 30 seconds, so it was pretty fun. It's a shit game, but it's it's fun in the summertime when you're in the Midwest and doing nothing. Yeah. Um, I'd like to I'd like to incorporate that in my uh, your so my favorite game my favorite drinking games of all times. So then we're gonna move on to the Eagles and talk about them for a minute. The, excuse I, me, what? The we're gonna, e- Eagles. We're gonna move on to what? Eagles. Oh, okay. I was, Eagles. I was making. I don't know who this the Eagles band is. Yeah, I just know. Yeah, Eagles, is that right? the one with uh, Bill Fry? Yeah. No, 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 no. I listen to Eagles with Glenn Fry. Yeah, I like that Glenn guy. Yeah, Bill is his brother. Are what you Bill dick. Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> Are you Bill Shakespeare? Oh, I heard you haven't been using your paper for writing, oh, but for rolling doobies. Um. Um. Drink, yeah, uh, you said drinking uh, games. No, yeah. So my my so we, my my favorite drinking games are top three. I'm gonna go with three man is my number one game of all time. I don't know what three man is. Three man, you have to use two dice, mm-hmm. um, and you roll it, and whoever rolls a three, so like snake eyes and or not snake eyes, uh, a two and a one, mm-hmm. um. They're the three man. So every time somebody else has to drink, they also have to drink. And anytime you roll the dice, so like if if I'm three man and I give you the dice, and you roll a one and a three, I got a drink because one of them's got a three in it because I'm three man. So seven ahead. So if you roll a seven, the person in front of you drinks. You get to spin again, oh, or roll again. Nice. Eleven behind. So the person to your right uh, will have to take a drink, mm-hmm. and. Um, you get to roll again. Mm-hmm. And then if you roll doubles, so if I roll snake eyes, I got one on one and one. I get to give two drinks to somebody. If I roll four, eight, twelve, uh three, um, three and three is six, six. and three man. Okay. Right. right. So odd numbers are out okay. except for seven. So if it's if it's if it's uh we well, can't get one. Can't get one. But it, it's but five. Two's taken, three man, four, right. five is nothing. Five's nothing. Nine uh, is nothing. No, nine is uh, everybody. Everybody gets to. Oh, because it's a six and three. It's called uh, Sir Cheers or, or something. Cheers, gun. Yeah, it's nine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting. So five's the only one you that means nothing. Because with what you're saying, every even number does something. Well, f- but it's got to be double. So four being like now because three and one. Right. So yeah, no, you're right. So five's the only number that doesn't work. Okay. I've never really thought about it. So it's kind of like... I've never thought about it It's kind of craps, but five is the number you don't want to roll. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. So that's three, man. Hockey. I haven't played hockey. That involves a quarter and preferably cans over bottles because you're always going to hear the clinging if you use a bottle. Ah. Um, You... For the people that are listening to this, you're never going to explain it. Just go on... YouTube and type in hockey drinking game with a quarter and beer cans yeah. or bottles works, but cans are better to use. And you uh, you take your quarter and you spin it and it's spinning on the table and you call somebody's name and they flick it with their hand and they got to try and hit somebody's beer can. You have your beer can in front of you. Um, it, it, just look it up. It, it's way too hard. It, sounds to like a, it does sound like a couple injuries waiting to happen, though, too. Uh, there, like, there have been welts on fingers. 
Yeah, for I can sure. Ma- I can imagine somebody getting hit in the face too. Nope. No. Uh, ever I mean, yeah, like yeah. it'll fling near, but you'll you know, or like, like such a reckless game. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt. And especially you've been drinking a lot already too. You're getting a lot of misses. It's a great game you're to fuck a lot people of people up. Just going, fuck you can you. fuck people up so fast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then my third is cocaine, which is like a faster no it's a it's a different version of beer pong no my favorite thing is all the games you named were just one word <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> three i noticed man. that two syllables it's a hockey. i'm sure it's hyphenated i bet you three man is hyphenated but either way not the way i'd spell it the number three man oh there you go that's how i've always spelt it in texts three man yeah just the right. number three well no space and well, then man oh okay kind of like tupac oh so then that, yeah just like just like tupac yeah yeah it's com- it's a combination though Mm-hmm. It's one word. It's a, I forgot what they call that. Yeah. What are your favorite drinking games? My favorite drinking games? Oh, Irish poker, too. I was never really a drinking game person, but if I had to name a couple, uh, I like the traditional ones. I, don't, I like Flippy Cup. I like a little bit of a challenge. Dude, Flippy Cup's great. Uh, speaking of which, we uh, the 4th of July place I was uh, in Michigan for 4th of July, back-to-back years now, we've played Slip and Flip. Which is you set up a slip and slide, and ours is about 70 feet this year for slip and slides. We have a good slope where we're set up. And then down at the bottom, you got to drink your beer against the person you're racing. you got to flip it, and then it's a, it's a relay thing. So you have a whole team that's going, the first team to finish wins. It's pretty right. fucking intense. T- time out. It's pretty fucking Time out. Intense. Yeah. You're sitting there telling me how violent of this hockey game is with the quarters and the fingers mm-hmm. and the, the beer cans. Yeah. You're literally going down a hill 70 feet bare chested to slam a beer yeah. versus a partner and then yeah. continue to run. And what what are the other parts of the relay? Uh, so I guess it's not necessarily a relay, but it's just once. You oh, just like a circuit. You're yeah. just going back and forth. Well, right. no, 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 no. And you're telling me that my game is dangerous. Well, yeah, because yours is people just wailing all over the place. Yeah, if you yours could involve people breaking their neck. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why we start with that game. Because <laughs> everybody's at least a little bit limber and not hammered to where they're just going to fall face first into it. Although we had some fun moments of people literally like swimming down because they didn't know how to take the angle down and just were that like, just, this. that sounds miserable. It was like, oh, it was, but it was hilarious. Because you're like, how do you not and know? And you're hammered. And it's hot out, and you're drinking probably lukewarm beer. Was it called? Eh. I mean, See? It, See? It wasn't lukewarm. See? But it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Coors Light, the mountains are blue cold. <laughs> but it was cold enough. Dude, that's my minimum chill factor. And it was fucking 90. Like, I, like my, I like my as beer soon as you take very a, cold. As soon as you take a beer out of the cooler in 90 degree weather, it's already kind of I know. Insane. That's why you got to drink it in less than five minutes. I know. My bush light goes down super smooth I, every time. I, Am I rolling rock? I'm such a slow drinker, too, so I had such, I had too many beers that were, uh, by the time they got to the halfway point, uh, it was just like, I need a new beer because this is disgusting. For sure. Yeah. I can't understand. I, so, back to summer music. Back to summertime music. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, so all the summertime music I heard was just shit, Kygo, and uh, dance electronica music this weekend. So that's what the people like. To Why? To. Who is DJing? Uh, not me. But the best moment was the dance. See, I always, I like. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. It's a non. It's a nonverbal agreement with my friends. We're either gonna play some of the music that I like, and I like a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I, what you're talking about, I don't. Or I can only handle so much. Of it. Or I'm gonna DJ. <laughs> right. And I have, I have enough playlists. 
that I can pretty much entertain anybody. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and too many people's palates aren't diverse enough to where they could. Yeah, but cater, but to where they could cater a move and still have a good time. Move you need. You still need. Have a good time. This is what you need. I'm going to give away some secrets. Every third song needs to be a song that half the people in the room are going to know, and they're going to know that song. Sure. And then you're always for every ten songs you play, you're going to need two in a row that everybody knows. And then you can fill in your little, you can put your, your little, personality. Your gems. So Absolutely. like, yeah. so like, for example, Dancing in the Dark by, by The Boss. Okay. Uh, Is that in my top me. 20 favorite Springsteen songs? No. no. But, but I know it's a good song for a party. So uh, like, that's me sneaking my personality in there. But like, to- Africa by Toto, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of those like guaranteed in the top 10 songs you're going to play. But then, so like a good a good buddy of mine who happens to also be a doctor. He's a he's a pharmacist. He's a doctorate. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what pharmacists are? Are they doctors? Yeah, you know he's a doctor. <laughs> um, he has my phone at least. Just kidding. Shout out to all. I'm not I'm not gonna say there. what his name is on the show, but it says doctor and then his name. No, I got a, um, I got a buddy. He's a pharmacist too. But uh, we were we were out of town once at a college party, and, and he uh, I think it was him. Uh, put uh, Phil Collins, the Tarzan song, I Wanna Know, Can You Show Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he played that after he played Africa by Toto. And I'm like, that's a really good back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I have used that for a long time. And then for me, the other two really, really good back-to-backs are Journey's Separate Ways. Oh, God, I fucking hate that song. Okay. Really? Oh, it's so bad. Why don't you like separate ways? It's just it's just generic. Someday butt rock. Love. That's like by that, a to band, me that's their best song. By a band that is so much better than that. Really? What's your favorite like what would be a good journey song? To me a good journey song yeah. is uh feeling that way. I don't know if I know that one. Um yeah, you do. I like lights. Oh. When the lights Lights is a fine down. song. I like uh, Faithfully. That's a great song. Oh, dude. Top three. Mm-hmm. Top three. Any Dude. way you want it, that's the way you need it. Again, and, uh, just generic but Really? Rock. So yeah. they actually have some like deep they cuts have, that they are... Have good songs. Yeah. Love and Touch and Squeeze and Feel. I like that song. That song is at least more like... Uh, we're, we have a bit more of an edge on this one. Because they right. have cool harmonies on that one. Okay. But feeling that way, then it always leads into... Uh, yeah, I forgot what the fucking other song is, but everybody knows that one. Yeah, but either way, uh, yeah, you could throw some journey in with it. Absolutely. You were, you were saying back to back, so separate ways. Uh, back to backs. Um, yeah. uh, we did Toto and and Phil Collins, and then Journey. What's what's their? It's a, oh Taylor Swift's um, Mean. Mm, okay. Don't ask me why. No, it, it makes sense. I can see it. I can totally see it. Because it's that you. It just it just goes right into it. So, don't ask me why. I always pl- I like to play those back to back. How's this for a summertime when I song? DJ? But I don't always play those songs. I always play Africa and the Phil Collins one. Right. Um. Because so the Phil Collins and I'm gonna give away another secret for those of you aspiring uh, music runners of parties. Um. What's great? Secret what's great about the Phil Collins song from Tarzan mm-hmm. is "Strangers Like Me." Is what it's called. What's great about that is it's a conversation starter. It's a conversation starter because it depends. You got to know your audience. It's have just you like ever been to Africa? No, 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 no. It's Next just, person, it's just like doing stand up. You got to know your audience. You got to read the room. So if you got mostly people under forty, 
that are older than 20 so right now. Between 20 and 40. Okay. Uh-huh. And you play that song, uh-huh. a lot of people are going to know it yeah. because they've seen Tarzan. Right. They grew up so it's going to start yeah. a conversation. Sure. And I guarantee you within the next hour, mm-hmm. like this would happen with us, you'll end up putting uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You by Donny Osmond from the Mulan soundtrack. Oh, and I'm going to follow that up with easily yeah. top Easily, man. I feel like a woman by Schnatchman. No, no, no. We're doing Disney songs. I know, but I was just gonna say because that kind of to me just works. I I like that, mm-hmm. but f- to be, uh, well, I'm gonna write that down. Okay. But to continue <laughs> Thanks, the conversation, man. Thanks, man. yeah, yeah, because yeah. that that's actually that makes sense. Yeah. Um, top top five, maybe top three mm-hmm. Disney songs of all time because you gotta understand, like nothing's ever gonna come close to. Uh, can you feel the love of the night? And a part of um, no, part of that that's in the top five. But no, my number one is Randy Newman's "You've Got a Friend in Me." Oh, good song. Um, mm-hmm. but is uh, sung by the great Angela Lansbury. Mm-hmm. Tale as old as time. Oh, fucking yeah, dude! To, like you want to bring me to tears? Play the Beauty and the Beast song. Did you like the movie? I didn't see it. Live I won't. I refuse to watch it. There are certain movies I've still never seen Green Book. I, I refuse like to watch that movie because I'm so angry at One Best Picture. I've watched A Star Is Born five times. I know we're not talking movies today. We're not talking movies today. It's a music movie. It counts. Yeah, all right. Um, that's that's a good combination. I like that. Um, all right, here good summertime jam. Yeah, what do you got? What are your what are your summertime jams? So now that I'm really volume con- four with really the jams with a Z and ones that I know that you would probably be like, oh goddamn. Uh, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Interesting. To me. In the Phil Collins world, they're both in Genesis. Mm-hmm. And then You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon. All fucking day. Mm-hmm. Man walks down the street. Just the opening. Dude. What a bat See, now to me, I don't use Barn Burner, I use it to describe it. What a Barn Burner that song is. I love that. Pop, 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 pop. I could dance. Um, so I'm going to follow that up with the title track of dance. that great album from 1986, I believe. Uh, uh, I Graceland, so, yeah. which has a line about his ex-wife, Carrie Fisher. Rest in peace, Princess Leia. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, rest in peace. Because they had a son, you know, and it's, it's, he's talking about traveling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That, the so I've not been to Memphis in a number of years, and mm-hmm. I miss it terribly. But the last few times that I'd gone down to Memphis, Tennessee, from uh, the greater Chicagoland area. And I put that song on, and it's just like, <sighs> like that and walking in Memphis. Oh, yeah, good song. I was also going to say, uh, back in the 80s vein, though, of uh, we got, we got. Higher Love by Stevie Winwood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, 10 out of 10. I want to go back and listen to this podcast just to take notes yeah. of great fucking songs. Absolutely. I, I like think- how, I, by the way, reason. So it's good to have you on as a guest today because, for a number of reasons, you're here, but also... <laughs> <laughs> what a convenient thing, yeah. But um, we were doing some other stuff. But uh, also because I'm going to bring country to the game and you're going to bring some more 80s stuff that I don't particularly listen to. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring the 80s all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little kickstart my heart. I'll listen to that summertime. That's summertime jam. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good song. I'm not a Motley Crue fan. 
I don't. I would not go see them in concert. Pieces is a shit human being. Kiss, however, I'm, I like Motley Crue's music though. Pieces is shit human beings, but I like Motley. That's Crue's. an album. What? Pieces of shit human beings. No, oh, this, they oh, are. they are. They are. Yeah, yeah, there's a movie about them. I think. I know. They're not. I, I won't watch they're it. They're not good people. But they had some good jams. That first album was pretty good. Uh, uh, Looks that kill. It's an awesome I, song. Okay. All right. Flow down by Modest Mouse. Summertime Jam, really? Yeah. I, I love that when they song, had Johnny you know, Marr as a guitar player. I know what a different band they were. I know, crazy. Wow. Um, but then also David Bowie, Let's Dance. Mm-hmm. Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, those. Modest Mouse, along with the songs Trailer Trash, which is a great song, mm-hmm. and uh, Ocean Breeze Salty. Salt? Salty? Salt? Salt? Uh, Ocean Breeze Salty. I don't know. I think that's a song. I think that's on the same album as Float On. Uh, what is that? Uh, yeah, I think so. What is that um, Dire Straits song? Um, oh, Money for Nothing. No, no, no. A walk of life. Yeah, to me that's a summertime jam. I I hear that. What were we just talking about prior to me interrupting about David Bowie or or Modest Mouse? Because I had another, I had another one on the tip of my tongue based on something. Might have been eighty. Was it eighties? Was the last song you brought up? I said "Kickstart My Heart." Kickstart my heart. Oh, Guns N' Roses. Sweet child of mine. Because mm-hmm. I, so here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Like being completely honest, Paradise with you, City. Actually, there's the only like four Guns N' Roses songs that I like. And I other than Patience, they're all on Appetite for Destruction. I wish I could educate you a little bit more. Okay, so obviously, Sweet Child of Mine. Mm-hmm. Can you name the other two? Uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. And Paradise City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which the best song on that album. In my opinion, is uh, Night Train. Never heard it. Fucking love Night Train. Never heard it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is that the one that's about heroin? I believe so. Yes. Okay. No, Mr. Brownstone. Oh, that's Mr. Brownstone. Mr. Brown- I like Mr. Brownstone. Right. Mr. Brownstone's a good song. Because I like Train that. Is, uh, Night Train is, I think, be about alcoholic. For me, that's a great back-to-back for "I'm Waiting for the Man" mm-hmm. by the Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for my man. Which honestly, you could probably throw some some Lou Reed oh, into dude, some summertime all day. jams. Perfect day, yeah. It's such a perfect day. Um, um, is the all right here? Yeah. Sorry, I purposely cracked my voice because I'm trying to think. Like, I know we're only like humming segments of these songs, but I hope we don't get flagged for them. That would be. Right. You know, is there all right? Is there anything by Tom Waits that could fit in the summer? In the summer, yeah. Chocolate Jesus. Chocolate Jesus all day long and rain dogs. I don't know. Oh, for sure. And then sometimes, like when I when I want to get like melancholy, and I hate using that word, but like it's the only (laughs) word that fits. It's a real word. It's the only word that fits. Um, in the summertime and like be self-reflective and like sit outside when the when the when the uh, the skeeters are out and the you know the gnats and stuff and it's really humid. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're getting to my favorite summertime song of all time because oh. it's got to deal with humidity. Countdowns on people. But um, I like to listen to the whole album Mule Variations by Tom Waits and listen to like Hold On and like Picture Picture in a Frame and just some real down and out kind of stuff. Georgia Lee, that song's a barn burner. I know I've been using that word a lot. So my favorite summertime song of all time, I'm just going to say it now since we're kind of like near near in that subject time. Um, Give Me Shelter by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, that is actually... That literally solidifies what it means to be like 
Hot Town Summer in the City, which is a great song by The Love and Spoonful. It also opens up the great 1995 film Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, it does. But um, that Gimme Shelter is the heart and soul of that summer in the city kind of vibe, but it also works when you're driving down a back row in the middle of nowhere. I was just about to say that. it To me, that's the... Uh that's the wide open landscape and almost as the sun's going down that's not a starting off your journey but that's more of like the middle of your journey to the end of your journey kind of a song right and you can just kind of coast into it right. yeah i oh, mean absolutely. them recording that in muscle shoals with mary clayton at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. it it, yeah. it oh you I don't, I don't know that story but yeah oh yeah you well you know mary clayton that's the that's the the female that's the that's on singer. the song mm-hmm. yeah i mean she, well <laughs> she steals the song i was gonna say yeah she's definitely not the backup singer but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um she's the well, she i mean yes technically she's sure the please uh please make your way forward singer but um that they cut that song down down muscle shoals nice And I know Paul Simon cut part of Graceland down there. I don't know where he cut. He, he may have cut. Don't quote me on this, but mm-hmm. I encourage you all to look it up for yourselves and listen and or read about it. Um, he could have possibly recorded You Can Call Me Ale. Down there, too. That would be pretty interesting. I'm looking it up. As Rob's looking it up, I was going to say, uh, I mentioned Peter Gabriel earlier. I think anything from so. Peter Gabriel's, I think, most famous... Uh, Solo album. I think anything from Silk could be listened to in the summertime. Nope. It was recorded at the Hit Factory in New York City. Oh, okay. Sorry, continue. No, no, you're good. Um, Then that, yeah, you mentioned uh, mentioned Isbell earlier and stuff along that line. Singer songwritery stuff in the summertime is not as prevalent, but you can get away with some things. I think uh, who would be a good. Honestly, like, I could still do some Ryan Adams in the summertime. I could do, like, a lot of his first album stuff in the summertime. Uh, or maybe that's... No, maybe not... Uh, maybe it's... Oh, is that that... Is that... No. Yeah. What are you thinking of? I, I, I was going to say, I could do some Ryan Adams in the summertime, though, too. He's got enough rockers that... S-H-O-L-E-S. That put you in a good mood during that time. Even though he's not really a... Uh, feel-good song, right? Oh, there goes Ryman Simon from 1973. That was recorded at Muscle Shoals. Oh, okay. Um, these are the songs that are on that album, because I don't know mm. off the top of my head. Catacrome's on there. Oh, there oh yes, and Love Me Like a Rock. Oh, dude, that's a song. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay, hot take. I like Paul Simon's solo material far better than I like Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, absolutely. He was a lot more experimental. He had, far uh, more. And Simon and Garfunkel's got like 10, 10 out of 10 songs. Like, they're fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I don't prefer to listen to them, though, because they're usually just, the to use that word again, they're melancholy. The, yeah, but Silent Silence is still one of the greatest songs. Yeah. It's it's a It's a good one. Hauntingly beautiful. There you go. There's an overused... Uh, or like April She Will Come. Which one? April She Will Come. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably my favorite. Bookends is also a great song. Off the album, like Bookends. Mrs. Robinson's fine. It's a fine like song. song. Um, Bridge Over Trouble Water. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like The Boxer. Boxer's that's great. a great song. I didn't li- I didn't care for uh, America. Mumford and Sons' uh, remake of that. But, uh, yeah. 
Uh, no, I was going to say, we mentioned CCR earlier, and we didn't really delve more into it, but Dude, any, anything that band, CCR. That band is a year-round band. Absolutely. Because how great is that to listen to if you're riding with your buddy in a big plow truck at 3 o'clock in the morning? I, it's a great time to listen to like Green River, but so for me, CCR is the ultimate spring band. I like to listen to them in the spring along with the first like four Tom Petty albums. Uh, don't ask me why, but they'll carry on through the summer. But in the springtime, like when it's like April out, and it's like you can wear a hoodie, you're probably wearing jeans, you know, driving around. It's like especially like 420 rolls around. You want to listen to like all their. Long, you know, Susie Q and heard it through the grapevine, those covers that they would do that are just like 12 minutes long just and are phenomenal. Keep on chugling, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you showed me that yeah. one. Keep on chugling, keep awesome on chugling. Yeah, awesome song. dude, uh-huh. they're okay. They don't have a bad song, and all of their albums are fan fucking tastic. And we looked it up. Chugling was just to have a good time, right? It was. Keep, keep on chugling, keep on having a good time. But what, they, uh, what better sentiment in the summertime? Right? They are just insane like what they did the five years they were together in those like six was, records just awesome. boom 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 yeah, it was absolutely awesome um, they don't have a bad song my favorite takeaway though from everything you just said was the uh, just <laughs> how, you know when you're when you're driving with your buddy in a in a, in a truck with hey, there's, nothing, plow, there's right? nothing there's nothing else you want to put on no, 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 when you you're riding plow. in a plow truck at yeah, three in the morning I'm not, I'm not, there's nothing else that I want to put on I'm not other than I'm going to put on my John Legend and get emotional here now I'm going to put on I'm, CCR no, I'm, I'm not going to put yeah. You're grabbing my PBR. Yeah, I want to hear. We're gonna get this no joke. I want to hear. I put a spell on you. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't need my uh, emotional yeah. Adele stuff. My fa- So my favorite music to listen to when you're in those awesome experiences like that, when it's snowing and stuff, is I really like to listen to the Steel Drivers when Chris Stapleton was with the band. Mm-hmm. Those like bluegrass records that he did. Sure. They're fantastic. And Trampled by Turtles. That's like my favorite stuff to listen to. At that kind of like twilight hour. You know, where it's like three, four in the morning. You know, it's it's the darkest it's going to be before the sun comes up. It's great, like belly of the beast kind of stuff. That's that that could be a poetic line used somewhere. The darkest it's going to be before the sun comes up. Sure. I know people usually say like before the dawn or like you know it's always darkest before the morning. I like the darkest part is going to be before the sun comes up. Well, yeah, that's the that's the beginning and the end. You got the cause and effect. No, I just like that that line itself because it's not right as poetic as you know. Right Dark on. is before the dawn. Right? For sure. For dude, first, bro. Um, first, first, we hit Fosh. the uh, we hit the fifty minute mark. Do you want to do another ten minutes, or you want to just be like, oh uh, yeah, let's we're ride gonna... this fucking storm out. Oh, Speaking gonna... of riding the storm out, oh. Ario Speedwagon. Whoa. <laughs> uh, as soon as you are able, woman, I am willing. Um, 1978's you, you can tune a piano but you can't tune a fish had one of the greatest songs what's that guy's See, name from R.S.B. Win yeah, I have no idea I'm not that familiar with them as a band I have friends that love that band to me he could be a knockoff I apologize if I, I don't know your name I know I know a lot of things about music but that is one of the few things that I don't know but you actually sounded like what's his face Barry Gibb yeah no, oh, no. Um, oh. he's from like the New Orleans like he's popular in like the New Orleans scene I think he recently has passed away um, kind of has that real high mm-hmm. voice. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I think of it? We'll figure it out yeah, off air. We got eight minutes. We'll figure um, it out. Yeah. 
It does slightly sound like Barry Gibb. That's, Ooh, yeah. You talk for a second. Lead okay. singer. Hey, speaking of which. Of REO. I can absolutely listen to the Bee Gees. Bee Gees in the summertime? Yeah. I was just going to say, I have a playlist called Yacht Rock, which is my definition of Yacht Rock music, mm-hmm. and there are four Bee Gees songs on there. Yeah, Night Fever on um, there? Oh, dude, that's number one. <laughs> um, and More Than a Woman. And then um, uh, Lonely Days, Lonely Nights, Where Would I Be Without My Woman. Mm-hmm. And then what's their other song? It was one of their earlier hits long before disco music. Oh, yeah. They had some old stuff. Carrie Lutrell, Lutrell, no, Lutrell. Carrie Lutrell. That sounds somewhat familiar. Is really the lead familiar. singer of Ario Speedwagon. Oh, by that's the way. The, okay, that's the Speedwagon. Um, okay. What was uh, oh, oh like, roll with the changes. Yeah. Um, what were you just talking about? Oh, Barry Gibb. Oh, Bee Gees. Bee Gees. Yeah. Well, you were also trying uh, to look up the, the dude who died from New Orleans, or that you think he's passed away. So. I can't. I All right, don't. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out after the show. What's but. the song? It came out like it was long before um, the disco music. There was Lonely Days, and then you keep talking for a second. I gotta find the song. It's gonna drive me nuts. All right. Um, well, I'll veer off again back into the uh, the '80s. Somewhat met. not all '80s metal is summertime stuff. I mean, I'm, that's more what they push for because it's arena rock and it's the best time to sell it. But. Um, Tesla, one of my favorite bands of the 80s, and I know they had a couple albums in the 90s, but uh, uh, great radio controversy. I could listen to that thing backwards and forwards all throughout the summertime. How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? There you go. Bee Gees? Yeah. Perfect. Keep going. Sorry. You want to talk about great harmonies, though, too. One of the best harmony bands ever. Who is this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were talking about something when I was looking that up. I was talking about Tesla. I know oh, you don't Tesla. Know. Yeah, I know you don't know a lot. No, Elon it. Musk and the Tesla. Exactly. Yes. Three famous Teslas in this world. Yeah. Who's the first? Well, Nikolai Tesla. Who's that? You don't know Nikolai Tesla? No. Really? No. The inventor, scientist, entrepreneur, uh, no. innovator. What? Really? No. Oh. He, uh, Is that why Elon Musk calls it the Tesla? I believe so, yes. Oh, interesting. I think that's also why Tesla made their band. Fruit dip. Yeah. Uh, you really don't know Nikolai Tesla? No. All right, look him up. He, it's it's, there's, there's, it's the, one of the bigger, I guess not conspiracy, but one of the more well-known things is he was like a rival of Thomas Edison's. He's, they weren't really rivals. He slightly looks like Clark Gable from Gone with the Wind. Oh, he's a weird-looking dude. With his hair and yeah. his mustache. He's a, he's a weird-looking dude. He's, he's from... Is he German? No, not German. He's, Croatia. Uh, he's Croatian. Thank you. That is that is. Guys, go on, go on. He's this a, guy, Nikolai Tesla, go on his yeah. uh, Wikipedia page and look at the photo. That is a creepy stare and a very strange haircut. Yeah, he's a gnarly looking dude. Gnarly. What did so what did he do? Well, he's best known for his contributions to the design of the modern AC electric electricity you, yeah. supply system. Anti current. Oh! So, you know, Wait, is this AC, that movie DC. that I missed out on? I, so there was a couple of movies I missed out on in the last yeah. few years. One of them was with the, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays Doctor Strange, and uh, something about something versus Tesla. Edison versus Tesla. Could have been. Sounds like. Oh, uh, I gotta look. It sounds like. It's, I know. Versus, that's why I. It's like Ford Tesla versus movie. Ferrari. Which did you end up watching that movie? Oh yeah, I just saw it the other day. Is it all right? Uh, I didn't like the ending. Oh. It's called the Current War. Oh, the Current War. Um. Nice. This is who's in it. 2017, so I'm a couple of years off. 
Uh, Cumberbatch, Michael Shannon, Nicholas Holt, Tom Holland. Ooh, Michael Shannon, like him. Yeah, and Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, either way, so I could listen to Tesla. Ford, okay, you know what I did watch, though, that was far better than Ford versus Ferrari? Because I really didn't like the ending of Ford versus Ferrari. Sure. Watch it, you'll tell me, you'll understand. Okay. Knives out. You would tell me about that. So, mm-hmm. for those of you listening, uh, I go to the movies very regularly, pre-COVID. Um, but there's some stuff going on in my personal life. Uh, there's like two or three months that I kind of bowed out last year of not going to movies. Although I did see Star Wars because everybody saw Star Wars. And then when Christmas hit, I saw Uncut Gems and uh, Bombshell and all that, 1917 and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, So I finally caught, it's on Amazon Prime, Knives Out. That movie's phenomenal. So, I watched it, so like full disclosure, I watched it at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I just was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch a movie right now. I got a bunch of uh, like meetings and like things I gotta do time later. To watch a movie, isn't it? It's but it was it's I know so it was weird. wild. It's so it's weird because so you're yeah. like I should be doing stuff, but it's like no because at five o'clock I gotta leave because I gotta go do this stuff and I'm not gonna be done till like two o'clock in Even the morning. Even for the five dollar Tuesdays at, at the theater. Oh, I love that's I, I always go. If but, I'm if I'm not going to the premiere, show I'm still going. just weird. Just I'll, I'll go at noon. Even at the theater, I'll go at noon. No, at noon's fine. But they two used to okay. So they used to open the movies up earlier. It used to be like 10 a.m., but the ones at the mall down the road from here oh, yeah, don't do start till like 11.30. Right. 11.30 noon. It's weird. Well, I guess it's all right, but it's also, it's the mall, so you know, it opens at 10, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they would open the theater. I don't shop at the mall. I, I just go to the movie theater side. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've shopped at a mall outside of Christmas shopping in 10 years. Uh, Willie Nelson's also great in the summer. Willie Nelson's great all year round, but yes. Yeah, he is a great all year round. I'm just, yeah. I'm just like randomly thinking of like, what have I been listening to in the summertime? I know. I think we years? got through the bulk of like what we were more majority listening. Those to. are, those are the, those are the greatest hits. But the whole yeah. reason I brought up Eagles is because ESPN aired their concert last night. Did you watch it? No. So we were talking about Bodines and how you saw Bodines, and I was like, it's not the same if both lead singers aren't there. Right. And. um I brought up the eagle, or brought up Eagles because Glenn Fry has passed passed on. So his son Deacon Fry and Vince Gill are filling in vocals for him because really? they have different kind of slightly different registers. So like some of Glenn Fry's songs, his son sings, and some of them. Uh, uh, why am I blanking? I just said his name. Vince Gill. Vince Gill. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince Gill sings and. Uh, it's phenomenal. And um, now I'm kind of mad because two years ago, I could have seen them for like $40 at the United Center. Like last minute, like two hours before the concert. Wouldn't have been a great seat. But I was like, you know what? Probably don't sound the way they used to. They're Especially not going to play United it. Center. Yeah, they're not know, the United Center band. Like, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen Fleetwood Mac. And I haven't seen the Rolling Stones. Or Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Or Ringo. Seems a little late to but see I've all But I've seen everybody else. Yeah. Um, I saw Bob Seger on his final tour last year. He was amazing, but that's why he's retiring, because he hit that age and he's like, "Yeah, I'm never going to be this it, good." It, right. I'm going to slow it down. Right. That's why, um, and I'm really sad to say this. Um, and I have one of his T-shirts. Doesn't fit me anymore because I got a little bigger. But uh, I don't think Springsteen's going to tour again. Ever again? I don't think they were. They were. Probably they're going to tour like later this year or next year, him and the band. But he never toured for Western Stars, which was a great album that he put out last year. Very California country sounding. 
summertime record. And he didn't <clears throat> he didn't tour for it, and I don't think he will. But here's the problem: he's got a big band, and they're all central to the machine, and they're all at that kind of age where it's like, what do you do? Because, I mean, everybody looks at the Rolling Stones and Paul McCartney because they are the oldest. They've been around the longest, and they're still touring like big arenas. Like, I, who the hell was it? Um, some of those like late fifties, early sixties, like voice singing groups, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I'm blanking on who they were. Are playing some like. They play like the Rialto or like some of like the smaller clubs. Like uh, uh, they're like nostalgic acts, and they they come with. I mean, so is Paul McCartney, but yeah, if there'll be like four of them on the bill, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And they'll all come out and they'll do like you know forty minutes or something like that. Um, and there's one that's coming here near Chicago uh, in a couple months, and I'm like, based on their age with COVID, they're. They really must be needing the money. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But my point being is, like, everybody looks at the Beatles or to Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones because it's like they've been around since the early 60s. They're still touring. I mean, Neil Young is right there, but, like, they got five years on Neil Young. You know what I mean? Like, that's five more years they've been out touring and, and playing and stuff. And it's like Fleetwood Mac, you know, that's more like they, well, they became popular more in the late 70s. But... It's just, I, I saw Stevie Nicks and I'm just like, I don't, like, I'd rather just watch the dance on VHS tape or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's not going to be, and I don't think, I know, I know Springsteen, I don't know him personally, but based, based on being a fan of his my entire life or good chunk of it, he, uh, he's not going to go out there and half-ass it. So if he can only do an hour and a half show, he's not going to do it. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just don't. And if they do tour, it's going to be a farewell tour. It's going to be hard to get get into that. Mm-hmm. But I I'll I'll definitely do it. I can imagine that's be like. I'll two, sell I'll sell some blood plasma for Springsteen tickets. Two hundred cities, I bet it would be that tour. Almost probably maybe like two hundred fifty. I know he'd have to very, break it up over a year. I'd be very difficult. He'd have to literally break it up and do like oh absolutely like three four weeks at a time and then like three four weeks off because if you, I mean. You know, maybe I'm just like ultra nerd, but if you look at touring schedules for for bands that are like in their late 30s, early 40s that are having children mm-hmm. that are young, it's like you you see the gaps in their schedule. But like Taylor Swift, she'll go boom, 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 boom. She's single and no kids. She can get 100 cities done in in six months. Right. 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 So like for like some of like the older guys, they're gonna do it just for like obviously like not not a not a put down, but. You know, for health reasons, you know, if they're 70 years old, it's like that's what happened to Bob Seger. Right. So he was supposed to play an entire year earlier. I was supposed to go and see him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but he threw his back. I mean, he threw his back out like six shows into his tour. He had back surgery. And, you know, it's just it could have happened. It could have happened to him in his 50s, you know, but it happened to him in his 70s. As the Beatles would say, get back. Get back to where you once belonged. So, all right, I think that's about as uh, good a place as any. We're gonna, we gonna wrap things down. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna wrap things down. As you can tell, or so up, if, if you, you hate know. this show, yeah. this is the show. We're gonna wrap. Like it, up. it is, it is. Yes, yeah, so if you hate but it, but if you're slightly interested in this program, uh, give us a comment, give us a like. You can reach out to me at Rob Fishbeck on Twitter uh, and or on Instagram. Um, 
But yeah, uh, you can find our social media and Max Williams. Where can everybody find you at? Uh, you can find me on the Instagram at uh, musician Max Williams. You can also find me on the facial book at musician Max Williams as well. And I also have a website, but that's linked on both of those things too. I got awesome. a new album I gotta get coming a link out in tree. September. What's that? Link Tree. I just found yeah, out Link about Tree this is a good one. It combines everything all together, especially if you don't have a lot of shit, or even if you do have a lot. Of shit. Somebody's got a record coming out. I do. September. Get ready for it. Ooh, people. he's got a release date, ladies and gentlemen. You uh, heard it here, the exclusive here over on uh, yeah, Rob's I was Rhythms. Say, it's definitely not summertime music. It's definitely fall music. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, this was good. I think this is a this is a good format. We're still kind of technically getting used to it, but at the same time, this is pretty much how we converse about music and pretty much everything else anyway, so we're not uh, we're not filtering how we talk to each other about these right. things. We're mostly just going on, but we're also trying to keep it within an hour. And, and the not, discussions are a jumping off point. And not break off on too many tangents. We can see what we fit in an hour and see what, uh, what we don't get to and what we do get to. Right. All right, everybody, take it easy. We'll see you next time. <laughs>